Master Yoda. Count Dooku. You have interfered with our affairs for the last time. Powerful you have become, Dooku. The dark side I sense in you. Welcome, everybody, once again to all our inmates out there to the Heroes Asylum Midnight Movie Review. That is right. We are doing Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Woo! Hell yeah. We're back, Mike. We're back, man. Shit. Yes, right. This is part of our Star Wars retrospective leading up to the rise of Skywalker. Uh, each week, or we will be uh, reviewing a Star Wars or doing a watch along to a Star Wars movie uh, one at a time and we went uh, old school we're, we're going from number one all the way up to the, the last one uh, and we have gotten some interesting news this evening we will be having a guest for the original series it won't just be Kane and I we have a, 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 a long time Star Wars friend buddy comrade will be joining us uh, for those, so look forward to that, guys. And uh, uh, any of you, uh, uh, any of you, all, any of you guys that know who I'm talking I about, I cannot wait. <laughs> I mean, I am just buzzing with enthusiasm as we get through the prequels, and then when we get to the the original, the OG trilogy, and having this guest on, I think is going to be it's going to be fun. Yes. It's going to be. I mean, I have fun doing it with you, but just think about having this third person. Just gets me giddy. Yeah, it's yeah. I can't. I can't wait. Um, it's uh, he and I have, he and I have talked about Star Wars. I think he and I have known each other for probably a, over a decade now. I think and I've known him for about a, about the same time. Possibly, possibly. So, possibly, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So we, like I said, it won't, won't just be Kane and I next go around. We're actually going to get have a little get together, hang out, sit down, and watch uh, the the original ones as well. And like I said, yes, yeah, we'll be a part of the weekly <laughs> series on top of our standard Heroes Asylum and. The standard uh, midnight movie review. That's right. We are uh, we are growing and uh, and it shows. I don't know if that's the proper term, but that's what we're going with. I, that's, <laughs> I, think, we'll, I think we'll roll with that one. I think the midnight movie reviews are just as popular as the asylum. I think almost. almost I think you yes. know, the, I think the asylum is a little bit more up there. It's more informative, but these these are a little bit. You know, they're factual. They're fun, um, and we have a we have a fun time doing it. To be honest, so. that's right. And I, I know usually I'm a little loopy when we're doing this. I know we're getting ready to start this one a quarter till midnight. So this is Ooh, a, so it's literally <laughs> a midnight. Yeah, it's it's literally. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna go ahead and get this started. That's right, guys. It is Star Wars: Attack of the Clones. And I will just give my opinion real quick. Uh, to me, and I'm probably gonna get some real hatred on this one. So uh, j- just uh, I'm prepared for the poison. Uh, Captain Mike at Heroes Asylum. This to me is a one of the better movies if there's one factor to take out of this it's the romance the love story that they have going on but other than that to me this is a this is the star wars prequel we wanted from the get-go i feel i despise this movie um the romance is too much of an over overlapping thing there's a lot of good things as i've said in the prequels but this one this one is tough to watch. The Phantom Menace was tough. This one's even tougher. 
And I actually like Hayden Christensen as an actor too, which is kind of crazy. You know, if you ever see a movie Shattered, he's really good in that one. Um, I think Tower Heist, he was also pretty good in that. But this movie just, ugh. That's all I can say. Right. Well, like I was saying, uh, to me, I think it's not just him. Take him out of the equation. Take that little romance. But if you look at the overall art, (laughs) you have to learn. Learn to let go. (sighs) Listen to Master Yoda. You have to let let your feelings go. But if you take that away, it is everything we wanted. It's lightsaber battles. It's the clone troopers that we heard so much about from Star Wars. That one line or, you know, that Yoda or Obi-Wan said. We see, like I said, we see the beginning of the true beginning of the Sith. We see a glimpse of the of the Death Star for the first time. I mean, this is everything wrapped into one thing. It's just the the the, the sprinkling of that crap of the, the romance thing and, and the in the and the cardboard feelings that they have for each other that's that's what just take that out as you're watching this guys and, and you do the same thing kane just take I, that out and watch it's and it, very that, that, hard for me to take that out but so. take that but look at the checklist of things we always wanted in the prequels when we were so disappointed we didn't yeah. get in the in the first movie you're going to see those in this one i agree with you it's like i've told you before about the prequels there's a lot of good things in them but sadly the overarching story is just it just doesn't do it for me. And I think I, as much as I try to take it out of the equation, it's it's hard because it, it, it's right there. And I'm like, I mean, you'll see as we go along doing this watch along, our opinions and comments, because it's out of all the prequels, this is the one I can't. I, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. It's I mean, doing with you is a pleasure, but it's just doing this is as a Star Wars fan, as a big sweaty rest in peace, John Schnepp, Um it's hard. It's hard. But, you know, I'm going to try and do the best I can for the sake of the Heroes of Asylum right. and for the inmates to be positive. So. Very good. Well, here we go, folks. Uh, you got everything queued up. We're going to start this uh, ready, in sir? three, two, one, play. Still get still get goosebumps on the 20th Century Fox logo. Yeah, me too, me <laughs> too. It just sucks that they don't have that anymore now. I wish they would bring that back. I mean, they, they technically they could, but I think it'd be a little weird. Lucasfilm. It's funny when you see that that text; it gives you goosebumps, and it just like, yeah. the the powerful opening. That still gets me going. It's like I remember when we saw the Force Awakens, and the theater just went nuts when this opening crawl happened. Episode two: Attack of the Clones. Oh joy! Now, see, at least the opening crawl on this one is a little bit better than the Phantom Menace. Not by much, but a little bit better. There's unrest in the Galactic Senate. Now, what did you think of uh, Count Dooku? I liked him for what he was. I mean, he was a, the aristocratic former Jedi Knight. I mean, he, yeah, I, thought he, I thought he did a great job. I wish I, like I, I, I liked... I, I'm glad that they, they, they delved more into his... Past in the uh, in the uh, the Clone Wars, so, Clone Wars yeah. yeah. How many times have we talked about the Clone Wars? We should just take shots every time we talk about that. 
or not. Oh, I was just doing one. Oh, okay. Let's just say. I love that ship design. Now, this is not Amidala's ship, but it looks very similar. I think that's just the Nubian style for ships. Okay. It's like that that chrome okay. for their for their bigger ships. But again, they I mean that that sound to the engines I I, I loved it from the first one. Brad Bird, man, Brad Bird. He does all the sound for the prequels. Never say sound doesn't count in a movie. Look at that shot. Amazing. The one thing about the Star Wars movies, the prequels, that you can never say is the the, the CGI was bad. Yeah. Or the special effects are bad because, you know, Lucas basically created ILM and. This is kind of like the first hint of the movie being a little bit darker with the fog and the background. It's kind of like a desperate time for the Republic. Guess not. And there we go. <laughs> so when she died, her shoes flew off? Yeah, blew, blew right out of her shoes. I, I guess. Jesus. Just going to leave her there? Jesus. Not even pick her up and... Now they got droids for that. Okay. Now who's this chick back there with the hooded robe? Is that Ventress? No, Ventress wasn't uh, wasn't even a thought right now. Okay, because uh, she looks like Ventress. Because actually, Ventress well, Ventress was originally supposed to be Dooku. They were originally oh, going to bring it. Yeah, she she was actually it was actually going to be a be, be a female um, female warrior. You know, I love the fact that the Emperor is sitting right in front of Master Yoda, one of the most powerful Jedis of all time, and he can't even sense who Palpatine yeah. is. Yeah, I mean that's 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 where uh, Luke, you know, came came up with it. You know, the 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 thought of you know the Jedi were too arrogant. You know, they they had everything sitting they right in front of them, and they right in front of them, yeah. Watch this. Watch how how Padme disses Yoda. Like, hi, how you doing? She, she dissed Yoda. 
And she almost got killed. Of course she would. Be pissed too. I don't know, man. That's Yoda. You don't diss Yoda. <laughs> You're so wrong. <laughs> God, I love Palpatine. How he's just—he's in—he's in control of everything, and he knows it. He's so calm. His demeanor, speech pattern. That's why he's my favorite character in Star Wars. See, I think Yoda senses something right about there. Hmm. Yeah, there was. Oh, yeah, there was always that little nod or that look. You look like, hmm, like okay. That's Rose Byrne right there, by the way. Went to star in Neighbors one and two. Now, his outfit, very similar to what Luke wears in The Last Jedi. I mean, it's just a little bit lighter, but as far as, like, the giant belt around the waist, the cloak. Who's that? Who are you talking about? Oh, uh, Palpatine. Oh. Yeah. Here we go. Ah, oh, the Jedi mullet. You gotta love it. Gotta love that mullet, man. It's cool that Obi-Wan had that mullet. I think this is the, the this is the look that started all the uh, the Jesus comments for him. Yeah, they did. Now, how long has he been a Padawan, dude? Who? Anakin. He's still rocking the same haircut he had in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, at the very end. Yeah, that's that's yeah. A, that's like, how many years have like how many years have passed? You think? Uh, I thought they had said eight. Is it eight? Yeah, I think about. I think it was about eight. Because how old was Jake? How old was Anakin? You think in thought he the was, Phantom Menace? I thought he was eight, ten. Then I think so. Okay, so he's about sixteen here. Possibly. And she was staring him up and down in the Phantom Menace, and now he returns the favor by staring creepily oh, yeah. at her. Big, this is a lot of creepy. Okay, Anakin was age nine. Padme was fourteen. She, what? Yeah, she because she was she young. was a fourteen year old queen. Yeah, she was the youngest queen. So set ten years. So there's ten years in between them. So he's Can nineteen now, and he's twenty four. This is the movie, I think, where Ewan McGregor just takes control of the Obi-Wan character, to me. Because we've always thought about, you know, Alec Guinness. And Alec Guinness is great, you know, forever Obi-Wan. But I think in this movie, you could tell the mannerisms coming in. You know, he's more the teacher, father-like type figure, or the older brother to Anakin. Well, yeah, I mean, this is the first time he's been able to play the master Obi-Wan. Beforehand, he was the apprentice Obi-Wan. Then, and we never knew of 
of Obi-Wan as an apprentice. He was always the master. Because this yeah. is where this is where you start seeing the mannerisms of Alec Guinness. Is the yes, arms that, crossing, exactly. yeah, him, arms. him rubbing his beard like Alec Guinness did. Exa- exactly, exactly was all I was going to say. That's why when uh, Ryan Johnson gave his excuse of not, you know, putting Obi-Wan as a force ghost in there because, oh, it's not Alec Guinness. I'm like, what? You have Ewan McGregor? He's alive? <laughs> Always kind of bugged me when he said that. I don't know. To me, because Alex Gan- Alec Guinness was a was the for- Force Ghost, so it'd be weird to see him as a young Force Ghost. I kind of that one I kind of agree on. Hey, it's independent bar. And again, this is this is something I love about it. We're now delving into the into the bounty hunter, the the seedy side of of Coruscant. Again, that's one of the reasons why I really love this uh, love this movie a little bit more. They kind of like give you a little bit of hints of the underworld of Coruscant. Yeah, because I mean, this one we actually see Coruscant before him. We didn't see Coruscant. We saw like a little bit of it, you know, not much, but just a, just a little bit of it. You know, I believe they, I think we've discussed before that 616, 616 series that they were talking about doing of the Underworld of Coruscant. Yes. Oh, I kind of wish they, they, they green-lighted that. Yeah, you never know. Something might might come up. Well, uh, according to Lucasfilm, he has over 60 scripts written for that. 60! See that scene right there with Anakin and Obi-Wan? It gave you like a slight little hint of, you know, his arrogance with the Force. And I kind of dig that. I know some people don't, but I kind of dig that. He's like, you could see the foundation of what, you know, eventually becomes Vader. It's like the comics. They, They delve into deeper of his struggle between Anakin and Vader. Well, that and with again, you know, mentioning it again to do a shot, but you know, with Clone Wars, you saw not yep. a, you saw another connection to why he why he drove himself away from the light side and away from the Jedi's was him and Ahsoka's relationship. That you know, when that happened and and the Jedi turned on her and then found out she was innocent and then turned back and said, "Oh no, you can come back." And she's like, "No, that's this isn't for me." You can see him, and he it's tore him apart. That she was walking away, and that's another. That was another thing for when it came time for him to leave the leave you know leave the Jedi. It was it was like well wait you know you turned away my one of my friends one of my uh, you know Padawans. They have a deleted scene in uh, Revenge of the Sith where they show this. Um, it looks like an Ahsoka type character, but it's not. Getting killed on that ship, I'm like, oh, is that Ahsoka? You're exactly right. So in a way, you know, you kind of see Anakin's point. It just I wish she was a direct. <laughs> Could you imagine 
Leonardo DiCaprio or Christian Bale as Anakin. Especially Bale. I think he would have killed it. Because he has, he could do the inflection, he could do the darkness, and he could do the lightness too. Yeah, he was too old, too old though. Now, what are these uh, space worms, I guess? Slugs or whatever, yeah. Slugs? Yeah, they, they have like a particular name. I'm just. No, they just look like slugs. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there is if in a Star Wars encyclopedia somewhere. Okay. Maybe we can play trivia. Tell you what, Obi Wan got some hops. That's what I'm telling you. Obi don't want Obi Wan don't play around. Obi Wan don't play. Like imagine him on a basketball court. Now I think this scene is very silly, but I like the background of Coruscant. It looks like it looks like mega it's like like if Las Vegas in the future, this would be it. You're about ready to say Mega City, weren't you? Yeah, I was. <laughs> but no, I know uh, I was gonna agree with you on Mega City. It does remind me of Mega City. I, I was I was gonna say Mega City. You're right. You are correct, sir. I cannot deny that. Well, because you think it's also very similar to to it in the fact that you know, there are levels. Mega City had levels and, yeah, and if nobody did. knows what we're talking about, uh, Judge Dredd, his the the towns in Judge Dredd, you know, during this, uh, you know, Dinotopia's apocalypse, they were major mega cities were built up, and this is kind of what they were like. This is, all, you know, this is a planet city, but and I can, this is this is what I'm talking about when I was saying, you know, look deeper into this movie, and you will see what we've always wanted. We wanted to see Coruscant, and now we're we're getting a freaking tour. Just in this scene alone, with him holding on to that, and then the next scene coming up when they get into that speeder, we get to see pretty much all the levels of Coruscant, even down to going to one of the bars. And I truly think this is what fans were looking for. Now, do you like that dialogue that he keeps reminding him, "Hey, you're still an apprentice"? No, I. That's one thing I will say. I think I think Obi Wan in this and in the and in um, Revenge of the Sith, I think was was beat was browbeating him a little too much. I thought in Revenge of the Sith they actually offered the um, the thing that actually Alec Guinness was talking about in, in New Hope when he was like he was a great friend, you know, because you could tell in Revenge of the Sith. Which I think is the best of the prequels, by the way. That you could see that friendship. You know, hey, they're they're on equal level now. They're like, yeah. oh, okay, hey, you know. I think here they're still in that that father son. You know, because you yeah, realize it. Ten years, ten years have gone by. He's been raising the kid basically. You know, I have a theory about this. Why he's still a Padawan? Because I think he was like he was so arrogant with his abilities. That he got cocky and he's like he was being kind of lazy with his abilities. 
And I think after this, after he got his arm cut off, he was like, oh, you know what? I got to step up my game. And that's why we saw him eventually as a master of Avenger the Sith. Now, how do they survive? Like, can Jedi survive being electrocuted? No, well, I think it wasn't just as bad. I think it was more shocking the uh, ship. But no, you're talking about uh, him being a not still being a a Padawan. You got to realize that uh, Obi Wan was still a Padawan. And he was twenty three, twenty four. So it's not it's not an age thing. It's a, it's a are you ready thing. So yeah, like I say, it's it's not. Hey, you're you're well, eight, you're eighteen. You automatically get promoted. No, you have to remember. You have no. to go through the trials and do everything. Okay, I agree with you, but but I'm just saying, like as far as in this film goes, that I think he's so arrogant with his abilities that he could have gone further if he focused more, but no. he didn't. Well, they all and say that. Yeah, Mace says that. Obi Wan says he's that. He's more like he's more like a days ago, and if he focused, he probably could have been you know on an Obi Wan level right now. Possibly, but you have to take in consideration he started late too. You know that was one thing they used to use. They they, uh, they trained but he him was late. Eight years old. I mean, well, how old did they start? Like four? You don't you remember the how young the how old the younglings were? They were. <laughs> they were. They were five? like four or five exactly. So uh, okay. that was the whole thing with Yo- uh, with Yoda uh, saying telling Qui Gon he's too old. We haven't we you know to to train even though with Luke. Think back to the original. He's Luke too was old. old too. Luke was like in his twenties. Exactly, but that's how Yoda was like. He's too old to train. That was that was something he had said during Empire Stri- Empire Strikes Back when uh, Yoda and uh, Obi Wan were having that Force talk. I can't wait till we get to that movie. It's gonna be great. The overall vision of Coruscant is so just amazing. Like seeing all the levels, like you just said. I like how they give you a brief glimpse of what she is, like a shapeshifter. Yeah, yeah, that's just real quick. Like real fast, if you didn't catch it. Now, what do you think is a more iconic sound? The TIE fighter roar or a lightsaber light up? Oh, lightsaber. Hands down, lightsaber. You know what? I'm going to say the TIE fighter. I like the lightsaber sound, but when you hear the TIE fighter, especially that round, just... This is something about it. Well, you're saying iconic. What's to me iconic means what's more, what's the most recognizable? You you walk up to any... You walk up to anybody and you play. You you give them a sound of a okay. of a lightsaber lighting up. They're gonna know exactly what that is. Now, what if I put this, the Tie Fighter at the same time? Well, that's what I'm saying. I just I think there'll be more people go with the with the lightsaber sound. I don't know. I don't know. I would fight you on that. Okay. You go ahead. <laughs> you want me to put up a poll? You and your polls. No, you, you you keep your poll to yourself. No, I can put it. On, I can put it up there. At theheroesasylum.com, by the way. 
Twitter and Instagram. Now, did you hear the theory about this bar where they found the lady with the red dress and the connection to the Matrix? I think I had read something about it. I, I, I think I brushed over it because it was like, what? No, no, yeah, that's no, that's silly. I like that. I like that. See, I just don't like that constant. It's just, it gets overkill after a while. And look at that. Even in cyber football, the Patriots are cheating. That's right. <laughs> They're using the force, bitch. <laughs> Elon Brady at quarterback. Jedi's drink? (laughs) Jedi's aren't aren't like holy men. They're just, you know, that they're upheld to a certain level, but and again, you got to think of you know one of the things I think yeah, Anakin actually says it in this movie is uh, you know it's you know, the Jedi's are you know are about love you know they just can't have you know that you know one love to to do it but they are about love. Oh, well, like I said, take a shot. Like I always said in the Clone Wars series, they explored a romance with Obi Wan Kenobi. Yep. That looks familiar. <laughs> yep. There we go. So, so that one time in New Hope, that wasn't the first time doing that shit. <laughs> By the way, that actor that you saw, who just, the quick cut of it, is Anthony Daniels. She doesn't look so pretty now. Uh-uh. What happens when you wake up after the hangover? What? <laughs> are are you keeping track here? Your, uh, your your meetings, there, buddy. Not in this one. This is not too bad in this one. <laughs> this one's not too bad, but this is the first circular meeting. Oh, no. What, what about the time when they were in the uh, in Amidala's uh, apartment thing there, hotel or whatever? You want to go. There was, there was a... Yeah. Okay. Well, that's two. <laughs> but if you want to count, go ahead. And for those of you that did not catch this in the theater, this movie is actually the first time we did see the CGI Yoda in this movie. He uh, he was still a puppet in the first one, and then when they redid him, they 
fix that problem. It was good with the CGR. I thought so, yeah. I thought it worked out, worked out better. Now, you can tell when somebody is a great actor and somebody is an average actor. In these scenes alone, these are one of my like. And anytime they have interaction, it's you know just a puppet master playing the strings. Like he knows exactly what he's doing right now. Oh yeah. And Anakin's just falling for it, like little by little. He's just laying the breadcrumbs. Uh, an unofficial nod to uh, Steven Spielberg and Back to the Future. Yoda has a hoverboard. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or is that, is that or was that where hover rounds came from? <laughs> oh, so right you are. So right you are. Nice apartment, by the way. Why would you ever give Jar Jar anything to be responsible of? Ugh. Yeah, basically, she's telling him to shut the hell up. Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. what she should have done at the first movie. No. And here we go. And uh oh look. This is time for me to go go go, go refill my drink. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I gotta take a drink too. Alright, bye. You mean look at you creepily? Oh, 
that was good. All right. Oh, boy. Perfect timing. Man, I love that. Look at the way he looks at her, man. It's just so creepy. It's just He's just returning the favor. Trust me, she looked at her... Pre- or she looked at him pretty well, creepy. Well, no, I, I, I looked at he. She looked at him very creepy, too, in The Phantom Menace. I agree, but this one, he's just... Now, doesn't this captain here uh, have a backstory, I believe? Not that I'm aware of. I'm sure okay, he does. Every, everybody does in Star Wars. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Like, every backstory character, like, you know, background character has, like, a backstory, or a comic, even. I recently just discovered Dr. Afra, by the way. Very good, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah, that is a good book. That's a really good book. It's one of the first ones I actually got a comicsology. Now what the hell is Anakin wearing? It looks like an old blanket. I don't know. It's like he's he looks like he's like a, a bum, and she's like all dressed up fancy. Yeah, it's, like, it's just like you know. Pick, pick a pick a style, guy, so you can blend in. This looks weird. Obi Wan's wearing his cool regal brown robe, and he's just wearing like a poncho that was thrown away at, at you know at the Cinco de Mayo party. <laughs> Terrible. Ugh. That's a. I would love to live on Coruscant. Now, here's what you were talking about below, like the different type of levels of Coruscant. Yeah, you're not, now you're in one area and you're you're learning about something more, something different. You're seeing, you know, different characters. It's just like I said, we always wondered what Coruscant was, especially after we saw it in the in uh, Phantom Menace, and now we're actually seeing different areas. And yeah, no doubt. And like you were saying, the show that uh, that the uh, Sector Thirteen or whatever that was six one six. Yeah, it's. This is basically it what it would fa- be. It would have been. It would have been fascinating just to discover different levels of Coruscant. It's amazing that character is all CGI. You know, it's funny. I've always said that, like, that the alien should be speaking in tongues. But this one, I didn't mind too much speaking in the, you know, in English. Yeah, we, there's a deleted scene where you actually see Obi-Wan working with those analysis droids. Yes. Yes, there is.
Now, how does he know about these aliens? And the clo- he, he, he mentions like cloners. Like, was he on that facility? Well, he said he, he knew about them from the because uh, he were, used to be, uh, I guess, a miner. Okay, okay. And the statue that he's staring at is Count Dooku. There's oh, a, I didn't know that. Yep, there is what, a. What are the other ones? Uh, d- d- different Jedi masters uh, throughout history, but. They, uh, there's a, a deleted scene where they talk about that statue, and uh, she she actually talks about about him and you know and, what, and just why he left. But they for some reason they cut it out. And if you're reading the Vader's uh, comic book, there's actually I think your next book that you're ready to uh, read up on. She is uh, in the next series and an important part of it too. Actually, I have my niece literally reading the Vader comic right now. That's why you could literally make a series. I think they, they talked about the um, doing a, a Knights of the Old Republic series, which I can't wait. All those libraries stacks right there of all those files you could just you could literally begin like at the beginning of the sith and the jedi Ugh, i need a shot yep that's why i bought that's why i brought my bottle in with me yeah good So while this is going on, Mike, did you uh, read that actually the um, in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Daisy Ridley said that there's going to be an epic lightsaber battle? Well, I would hope so. There's lightsabers in a movie. No, so. oh, I'm just saying, like, in the last one, we didn't really get a lightsaber battle. <laughs> we I'm got just... a lightsaber battle. It just was... Nah, not the it's... one that we wanted. Well, that's what you wanted. I was happy with that battle. I thought it was good. Um... I always got to remember... <laughs> It's a, what you what you want on that screen is different from what I want. I was happy with it. I thought I thought it was a great fight scene. I mean, the battle scene and the choreography on it was amazing. I so. thought that the build was great. Anyway, let's get back to the movie. But the build was great to that, but not the actual scene. Actually, we'll talk about that. See now, here, now here's your younglings. You know, it's funny I, how, like, in the, like I have a, you know, I basically have a three-in-one PC, and um, as the years have gone along, everybody replaces their mouse pads, and I have had the same mouse pad since high school. Do you want to guess what it is? Mm, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. You tell me. I don't know. No, no. I want you to guess. <laughs> Probably a Yoda one. Yep. It is the same mouse pad that I've had since 1994. You know, I was thinking about this scene because, you know, I'm a big fan of Rebels. And um, somebody mentioned, do you think Kanan is in this scene? And um, I don't think he is. He may be... I. <laughs> somebody said that this this kid speaking right now is Kanan. I'm like, I don't. I mean, 
I've read the Kanan comic books and there was no reference of that in there. So I, yeah, I doubt it just might be just a, a wishful thinking fan. They, they, they feel that somebody, somebody important has to be in every scene to make it have weight. And I don't, it, it's just a scene with no, a bunch of kids. I, no, I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. You don't need like somebody to be somebody in every single scene. It's okay for had to have somebody who's not important in the back. Who's a background yeah. character just there for that scene. That's it. It's kind of like the um, the police cop in Dumb and Dumber. I don't know why I just thought of that. This is Naboo. Yes, it is, yeah. Now, the influence of Naboo was Italy. People didn't know that. That's Italy actually in the background right there. This scene is half CGI and half Italy, so. This right here. Oh, there's your favorite beard. I can't grow a beard like that. This chick looks like she's, like she's 55 years old. Jesus. They went from the youngest queen to the oldest. That dude, that beard just gets better and better. When I get his age, I want that beard and that hair. The captain and I will probably be doing our thousandth podcast, Key West. At the Brass Monkey Bar. It's a, it's a real bar. I think actually it's the Golden Monkey. The Brass Monkey. Dude, look, she, she just dissed him. Yeah, sorry. Damn. <laughs> That's like. How do you fall in love with this girl when she just dissed you? That's what I was just thinking. I was like, it's like really? Her. Like she's like, no, you ain't a Jedi just yet. Like I don't want to be like, um, you know, stereotype. Can you imagine if like uh, Regina King was in that scene? Oh, you ain't a Jedi just yet. Like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I love Regina King, by the way. Just saying. I know you're a big fan of the Y-Wings. Do you think this ship is a predecessor to the Y-Wing? No, I think this is more a uh, predecessor to the B-Wing. Okay. Because it's got more uh, more of that, that shape of the well, B-Wing. The, re- the reason I ask, this is the only ship model that you actually know of, so... Well, this is just the, the Jedi cruisers that we see. I mean, so there's not... This isn't part of the Republic. This is, like, just the Jedi ships. I don't know why I'm a fan of scenes with rain. 
I think it just add to the scene. Now the the Caminos yeah. were were a nod actually to um, Steven Spielberg for his uh, the aliens that were in a, a Close Encounter. If you've ever seen uh, that great movie. Great movie, by the way. Yes. I would have to pay you back in Captain Mike's comments. For those of you who haven't seen it, it's... Now, this species, some of their forms, and I, I think in Clone Wars, take a shot, or in comics, I believe they're more a little bit more hostile after after this ordeal. Um, yes and no, because actually after this ordeal, um, and the emperor took over, he actually destroyed the facilities so that that's one of the reasons why we never saw clones again. And they started to, you know, retraining through normal ways because he didn't want to be able to have a, anybody to be able to have the ability to create an army like he had himself. I would do the same thing. That's why it's my favorite character. And if anybody oh, wants, no. the, if anybody wants the answers to who Master Sifidius is, shot time, must check out the Clone Wars. We will be re- referring to this. Uh, actually, I, I think we probably will have to do a uh, a companion piece as to each moment that these happen. There, <laughs> um, but Sifidius. Uh, there is an episode where they explain who Sifidius was. What happened and and why everything came about? Sifo-Dyas was. I'll do a brief little synopsis. Sifo-Dyas, Every every Jedi is strong in the Force in one way or the other. Some are stronger with fighting. Some are stronger with mind reading. Some are stronger with you know just sword fighting. Just but Sifo-Dyas's ability was actually to foresee the future, and he foresaw a great battle coming up against the Republic, and that's why he went there and actually you know, uh, put an order in to get these cloned. Uh, during that time, a, he, uh, a Padawan or another Jedi that was with him turned on him, which was Dooku. Oh, I have to drink more. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Yeah, like sand. It gets in my vagina. She's, she's giving him backside, by the way. That's an open open invitation. Just saying. What? Well, that that yeah. I'm sure there's a little side. I'm just saying, if a woman is wearing a dress like that, that's like, hey. Your letters can be sent to Thanatos Kane at HeroesAsylum dot com. dot org. <laughs> org. Org. dot com. And it can need to shave the back of your head, by the way. A little trim, necessary. Just saying. A little touch-up. So creepy. Hey, kid, you want to get in my van and go for a ride? You want to smoke some weed? <laughs> now, if I did that to any chick, they would slap me in the face. She just took it. I'm just like, whoa. And, like, the epic score comes on, like... Like, no. Like, what? We just made out. What do you mean, no? 
she should have pulled away and all you hear is wah, 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 wah. <laughs> the visual of this cloning facility is fascinating, by the way. Yeah, but they can't. They can't duck laser fucking shots, which is incredible. Does it? Wait. This. Get it out. Get it out. Okay. This. The clones look like Amidala's soldier with the patch. Am I wrong? They, they didn't look like who we come to they find did. out. Yeah, like they, they, if you look at Amid, Amidala's, the guy with the patch, I forgot his name. It's escaping me. I'm sorry. Call him Patchy. Patchy. Let's call him Patchy, right? Yeah. The clones look exactly like him. Yeah. Strong. Pew, pew, pew. I'm sure she would. By the way, the music, John Williams, always on par. Always on par. Had the had the deepness of an Imperial March, but yet it was still the brightness of exactly. the time. Like, it, a, like a small subtlety. Yeah. We have to go to California. I'll go to the John Williams Bowl one day. All right, I need to... Be a little bit more intoxicated. Paolo, interesting. Now I was trying to remember because I I vaguely remember the episode. I think it's one of those ones I, I kind of like jumped over. But in the Clone Wars, was that the same God. guy that she was talking to? That was like the that was like working with the uh, banking clan. Ooh, I, I know what you're talking about. Too. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, I, I think it was. Okay, I, I can never remember the guy's name because I'm just like it was never confirmed though. Yeah, never confirmed. It's one of my least favorite episodes, so I don't, I don't really remember. But he did his name. He they had his. They said his name. I just couldn't. Re- I just don't remember. I didn't know if you did or not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, man. What's up? What's going on? Do you talk to women like this? Yeah, no. No, I, I, like I don't really like get. I want to get personal. I'm, I'm just saying, like, would you ever talk to a woman like this? So bland, so boring, and so creepily. Like you can be drunk. Like this chick is like she loves. Oh, he's looking at me so creepy. Oh yeah. It's like, oh. the sound of music. 
Here we are in the sound of Griswold. Sorry. It's a little National Lampoon's reference. Captain Mike, I'm sure you know what that is. Of course, that was the one. That was the one song I was so disappointed when we went and saw Spider-Man: Far From Home. They they did holiday, oh, they did they did vacation from from the Go Go's, but they didn't do did do the sound of Griswold. Yep, no, they uh, there was uh, the, vaca- the vacation song. Like was, vacation song wasn't there, and that was primed for it. That and they never did the star uh, Spider-Man uh, song with uh with the Ramones. That was the other. Yeah, I was like, yeah, those two are the missing in there. That that world is where I've always imagined that, that it was kind of a symbiotic. I know we didn't know just yet, and they never really said it in the cinematic world. But that to me, I always thought that would have been where the Mon Calamaris were from, because it seemed like a good symbiotic world. They would be underwater, and these guys would be in their cities above the water. Exactly, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Now, I have to ask a question. Why does Django Fig get, get such a small room? And he's basically... In, you know, he's basically the reason these clones have been born. This room is as big as mine. That little room back there, it might, it might be bigger than what we think. You talk about the biggest two dickheads talking to each other right now. Like, exactly. I know right what now. you did, and I know you know what I, I did, but I'm not going to tell you. I hate, I don't want to be a stereotype. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, if it just was like, hey, you know, what's up? What's up, bitch? Like, I know what you did, mofo. Oh, yeah, what's up? Like, just. By the way, that's Captain Mike at the HeroSound.com. I'm not the one that just did the voices. That was all you. That was, that was no, <laughs> sir. That was. has better acting skills than fucking Django Fett at this moment. There's Aquaman's father. I can't wait till we do that movie, by the way. What's that? Aquaman. Eventually, we'll get there. Just saying. She keeps wearing these, you know, very... Yeah, revealing. Exactly. Thank you, sir. Uh, Revealing dresses. Hey, I have the force. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut a pear in half. Ugh. Awful.
Oh boy. Romancing the Stone with Kirk Douglas and I think it's Kathleen Turner. Yes. Had a better had a better romance than these guys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Because those movies were fun. I'm in agony. What a kiss. That kiss took place like a, a couple hours ago. Well, that, oh. that escalated there. Yeah, there we go. Submissive Anakin. What was that Billy Ocean song? Romancing the Stone. Sorry, I hate these scenes. I don't want to cut. <laughs> the, I just, I despise these scenes so much, and I know, I know you do too. So I'm going to interrupt them and throw some other logic and facts out there. And I know Billy Ocean sang a song for Romancing the Stone. Romancing the Stone. Am I wrong about that, Captain? Or right? God, I, I hope you're wrong on it because I want to save this recording and like play it back to people. I'm going to say I'm right. Oh my God. Oh boy. We'd be living a lot. All right, I don't believe Billy Ocean did a song called Romancing the Stone. But he did do a song for, like, Jewel of the Nile. But maybe Jewel of the Nile. Wait, 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 wait a minute. The going gets tough, so I get half credit. (laughs) Okay. I was in the... You can't... can't. (laughs) I'll give you you half credit because you said said Billy Ocean. (laughs) I'm sorry, folks. It's just I'm in a scene with them, and I just can't stand. All right, we're we're back. We're back to okay. Obi Wan in the we're rain. Back. back on target.
Damn, threatening there, Yoda. Damn. What? Um, what is he doing? He's having a nightmare. Yeah, I don't know about that. His hand. I'll be quiet. Why is it going? And what is this? Good Lord, she wakes up with perfect hair. She's a princess. What do you want? Saying. How? I'm suffering watching this scene. So freaking creepy. These are Luke and Leia's parents. Good yeah, Lord. And, and then we wonder why Luke turns the way out the way he does. Yeah. <clears throat> now, is this Slave One or is this a prequel to Slave One? I think this. I don't think this was Slave One. It looks it looks very similar to Slave One, and that took away one of the mysteries of all time when Boba Fett had that big wrist missile rock on the back of an action figure. Never fired, by the way. He actually fired in this movie. Yeah, it was one of yeah. It was always you know one of. Those... Kind of, you know what's kind of funny? I don't mean to cut you off, Captain. Is that Django Fett did more action in this movie than Boba Fett did in any of the original series? So yes, this actually is Slave One. Is that Slave One? Yeah, okay. I think he just repainted it. People got people keep talking about oh, I want a Boba Fett like movie like. F that, I want a Django Fett. Give me Django Fett. Django Fett's more of a badass than Boba Fett. And, 
And again, another reason why I look at this movie as, you know, one of the the first movie that we really got that was what we wanted as far as Star Wars goes in the prequels. We 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 just we see so much more. We see what Django or Bobo, you know, suit could do. Granted, it wasn't what we, you know, what we originally initially wanted with Bobo. You know, we didn't, I don't think a clone was ever brought up in any of anybody's conversations. Any, any geek sitting around a table going, oh man, you know what? I think always the history of Bobo was, um, he was either like the, one was, uh, he was, uh, Vader's brother. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think another one was, uh, just that he was just, you know, just a, just a badass and then also you know the one that everybody sticks to still even though we know it's not true if you watch take a shot clone wars uh was that he was mandalorian he just had mandalorian armor is all it was now we don't know Django's history he may have been mandalorian that's why he had the armor and so maybe Possibly, yeah. maybe he really was mandalorian just wasn't part of the mandalorian society well he took the armor that's what I've, I've read. So that's slave one. Well, again, yeah. Well, that's what what we heard about Bobo was he took the armor, but that we don't know. But we know obviously know Django wore this armor as well. So, so was he? Well, huh. was he Mandalorian? Or that's the thing. I don't. I don't think there's a backstory to Django that we've ever like read. I remember maybe in the in the uh, expanded universe uh, novels, there may be, but I haven't read anything about about him that of what his ancestry or his you know his genealogy was but it would make sense if he was a mandalorian then we can go with that and yes then those people were right i guess we'll go with that for now for now didn't they leave with like one suitcase yeah how many how many changes has she done already? What the hell? She has like four costume changes. Now Watcho has a beard now, by the way, very similar to the thing we've been talking about. I kind of like this scene. Yeah, it was one of those kind of like it's kind of like one of those things that people hate, but I like because it's like you know what he's like down in his luck right now, but he's a Jedi sort of, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna fix his little hat. All right, cool. Watu <laughs> wearing a World War II hat, by the way, or similar to it.
And here's another reason to enjoy this movie. Our first dog fight. And I have to tell you, a pretty fucking damn good dog fight, actually. I love that sound of seismic charge, by the way. Oh yeah, no, it's it was, it was something different, you know. And it, yeah, it, it wasn't like like the Empire Strikes Back when the Demolition Falcons going through that asteroid field. It's just like, wow. And if anybody remembers the uh, extra scene that they put into Empire Strikes Back when uh, when uh, Boba was following the uh, Millennium Falcon, it was the same over-the-shoulder over shot that they uh, had just done for the Django. Pretty much same thing, yeah. Oh, R4. Not looking good, buddy. You know, it's funny they always say Anakin was this great, you know, fighter pilot, but Anakin, Obi-Wan wasn't bad. He was no slouch. I'm just remembering that line that Anakin has said. He's like, you know, he was a great fighter pilot. That's where he learned that trick from. There we go. One of the coolest design ships that I never got for Christmas. And I asked for that chip too. Dear Santa, I want slave one for Christmas. And what did I get? An ugly sweater. <laughs> what did you get, Mike? Depends on what Christmas. 
Okay, let's look at Christmas 1986. No idea. 85? No idea. Have you ever received a Star Wars toy for Christmas? I'm pretty sure I did. I just don't remember. I just don't remember what Christmas and what year and... The Maker. One of the worst things I've hated about this series that he made C-3PO. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best thing. You don't need to tie everything together. And we've always had the discussion of, you know what? There's some things that you can keep separate. Make them their own. Make them their own individual stories. It's like, we can go on a rant for a while, but it's like Anakin did not need to create C-3PO. What was the point? Yeah, it was it was one of the weaker sides of it. Owen Lars. Taron Egerton, by the way. Auron. Not turning. Who is that? That's I forgot. Yeah, your mom is dead. And this is something I always wondered about, because, I mean, if this was the extent of Owen and Anakin's relationship, why the just the disdain and the and the hatred for 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 Luke wanting to join the join the rebellion or join the, you know, the to do all the things he wanted to do? Because, I mean, what little interaction these two had wasn't bad. Yeah, it was actually kind of positive. Yeah, I think eventually, you know what it was? I think eventually they found out. Because Obi Wan was on Tatooine, and maybe they talked to him for a while. Like, hey, no, Obi Wan and Lars. When 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 Obi Wan dropped Luke off, Lars told him, "Get away! Do not come around here." He well, told I'm, he told him to, to, to just yeah that that was just something yeah that that, that was it, it was they were they never had a good relationship. Yeah, like I said, after reading like the the extended universe stuff, I was like, "Oh, maybe something happened." And I was like, "No, nothing happened." That's Lars. Just was like, "Give me the kid and go away, and and we'll watch over him." You know, and the and the secret of of who he was and that Anakin was Vader was was kept very secret. In fact, it wasn't even announced and and re, you know re, revealed until well after Jedi.
And this is one of the scenes I think were kind of interesting about this movie. Where you were kind of doing a who's who of uh, of you know who, who's uh, you know who, who's who lives in Moss Eisley's. I like the setup right here. It's kind of like a very alien reminiscent, by the way, like just more in the lighter times. Like if you remember that cave in the original alien movie where like the space jockey was at, it was in a darker scene. Like, like the outline is very similar. Yeah. It's very, to me, like, like, like not, not this, where the, actually the droids are being created. I'm talking like, the scene previous right now. It's very With the overarcs, the arcs. Yeah, very organic is in, in the yes. look. And actually, what well, what it reminds me of is if uh, you remember Kroll, when they were in the actual the mountain or the or the tower, the the way it was very organic and in, in look. Some of the silliest looking and, and created villains here. You would think they would be more intimidating than this. Yeah, the the techno guy is like ridiculous. Uh, like like this guy in the iron suit, he'd be a Doctor Who villain. Oh God. This is the one guy that the, the baking clan looked really bad. Like as far as CG goes. Everybody else looked great. This guy here with the long head and the, the straightforward head, like it's supposed to be like the uh, species of Plagueis, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, the banking clan. The banking clan, yes. Good pull, Mike, by the way. One of the few scenes that he actually sells the darkness. In this movie, by the way. Yeah, this was, yeah. And this was a scene that is needed. 
like his eyes sell the whole scene. Yeah, his first uh, his first foray into the dark side. His eyes just sell the scene right now. Just the eyes. That's it. Is that Qui-Gon's voice? Yeah, it was. Yeah, he actually uh he actually came back just to record just that little bit. That's the one thing I, I will always give the Star Wars universe, you know, that they're 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 just to they have those moments where they'll bring those actors back just to do like a little thing like they right. like he did here. And then and the like, funny thing is they'll do it too. They'll do it. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he he came back in, but uh, even like with um, in the Force Awakens, you had a you McGregor. He came back into the studio to do that to do that line when uh Ray picks up the the lightsaber. my old Star Wars collection that I collected when I was younger, obviously. I tried to collect all of the R2 series. Like I collected like a, a similar droid to this one. And it was another knockoff one with a bigger type of droid head. It was square. I forgot the name of it is, but um that was my big thing was droids. So it's a little peek inside of Thanatos game. I collected droids.
there are moments in this film where he's great. When he doesn't say a word, like this one. This scene right now, he doesn't say a damn word, and everybody knows, oh shit, stuff went down, don't talk to him. That's his mom. And then there are scenes like this. What the hell is she wearing? Well, because you left and, you know, she got sold by Watu. Yeah, I have no idea what she's wearing, by the way. That's just a... It's like a curtain, just saying. You know, I don't don't want to mention the Clone Wars again. Good Lord, I'll make another drink. But um, they developed Anakin's character better in the Clone Wars. Like he's so whiny in this movie. I mean, renders it not too much, but like in this movie, he's just so whiny. Like, and like in the Clone Wars, he's a different character. He's just like a, like he's at ease. He understands who he is. He's doing stuff, but you can see that slight darkness coming out. It's like you know. Pablo Hidalgo, God bless his soul, he understands Star Wars more than most people. He was George Lucas' right-hand man for a long time, by the way. It's just like he understands character. And like in this movie, like this like Lucas just didn't like Hidalgo must have been looking at this like, what? This is Anakin? Whiny crybaby? I'm sorry, Mike. I just Slight Ran is over. Oh boy. Here we go. Yeah, I hate you too. See, the the theme for Vader should have not been playing right there. Well, that's showing that, you know, he's feeling the the force. Yeah, but uh, it's like it was unnecessary. It's like he was whining, like, why? You're not a Jedi. Mike, I need a drink. You were the best piece of ass I ever bought. Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Again, one suitcase. 
One suitcase. How many times she changed so far? Five times, probably. What does she have in that suitcase? It's like a Jetson suitcase. No, it's fucking Mary Poppins. A Jetson suitcase. Come on now. But I miss you. Even Archie was like, screw this, I'm coming in late. What's up? What's going on? What do you mean what I'm doing here? I want to cross the desert to find you guys. Give me some oil or some shit. Uh, across the desert? It's like the ship's right there. Dude. <laughs> I'm thinking, fan. I'll take that back. Sorry. Let me edit that out. Here we go. Yeah, what you said. Yeah, exactly. Jimmy Smiths. God, why is George right there? This blue guy with the long horns, he's like a Palpatine's right-hand guy, by the way. And I think there's a comic about him and his relationship with Palpatine. Because this was all pre-planned. That's why I love Palpatine, man. He plans ahead. Right here, I think, was one of the most important scenes in the uh, in the prequels, honestly. Agreed, agreed, agreed. This conversation between this them. Whole, yes, this whole talk right here.
Now, what kind of prison is this as he's being held in? Just curious. Probably some Sith, you know, little thing or Genosin. Yard Genosin. Genosin? Yeah. Nice. Now, was Qui-Gon his master? No, the other way around. Okay. Oh, he was he was Qui-Gon's master. Right. Okay. I'm a big Christopher Lee, Lee fan, by the way. Going back to his, you know, his Hammer films as Dracula. Me and my dad used to watch them Saturday afternoon. Right here, he gives everything away. Yeah, he gives the whole, the whole thing away, everything. <laughs> You know, when I think of this line, I think of, of Jim Gordon's line in the um, the Dark Knight when he said, the truth is not enough. Sometimes people need more. I love that he's still playing that part. He's like, I don't have no idea why you got caught, but I'm going to try to get you out. Yeah, but like I said, yeah, just that, that whole speech right there is just about... That's he just like he told him everything, and that and that's the exact reaction of the Jedi. We're not going to believe you. Yeah, exactly. You know, we don't know. Comes Yoda.
Not my favorite ship. Reminds me too much of the uh, Flight of the Navigator ship. I was, I was just going to say that. Flight of the yeah, Navigator! Just, yeah, it's not my favorite Naboo ship. I love that movie, by the way. Just saying. But it's very reminiscent of that, of that design. Hello, guys. I apologize, folks. Blame Padme and Anakin for all these scenes that have gotten me this way. And Captain Mike at Hiroshima.com. These guys reminded me of the um, of the dwellers in the in the like the little forest or jungle around the uh, the temp the, the pyramid in a Scorpion King. Oh, good pull! You're they, right. They like this. I think just their design. I'm pretty sure they were probably designed in the same location, like with Lucas Films. But but every time I see them, it just like it just reminds me of that. I like how you pulled a Scorpion King into this conversation. <laughs> That's nice. Oh, yeah, that's going to hurt. You got to time that one just right. If you played enough video games, you would know exactly how to time it. And this is this right here is just a perfect Spielberg and Lucas scene if there's ever like a definitive one. You know, people have, have clamored for years for Steven Spielberg to direct a Star Wars movie. But I would always say, you know what? He's already he already has his influence in these movies are they're all over the place. Oh yeah, very very heavy. And it's there like, there is rumors that he has directed portions of these movies while he comes and visits. Yeah, onset. but like he does, like he comes in as like you know what? I'm gonna yeah. just touch here, touch there, but just. And I don't think he would. I don't think his style would work. I mean, it would be like cinematically amazing, but I just don't know if his storytelling would match this. You you know, it's funny whose style would work in in these kind of movies. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan doing a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it would be very. Yeah, I think it'd be very dark. 
I could see him doing uh, either like a, a Sith or like just an outer I, outer I realm just, kind of movie. I was, I was just thinking the same thing, Captain. Yes, sir. This scene is so hokey to me. Like R2 flying, I'm just like, what? This is all for comic relief right now to me. And it's horrible comic relief. I think this is the worst movie with C3PO in it. It's like, what's, what? Now he's got a different, like, what? Okay. And if you notice, ever since he has been introduced, he's been getting golder and golder and golder. Remember when you first saw him on the, on the desert on Tatooine? He was almost black. Yeah, he was rusted. He's, yeah, he's, so he's, he's slowly getting... They kept, they, they kept the consistency. Yes. I haven't seen him go get clean yet, so I'm pretty sure he's not. Not till Empire. Foreshadowing. Yes, sir. <laughs> this scene is uh, unnecessary to me. This is just classic Hollywood. Yeah, it's that's like that's flying. Yeah. Like, why is R two flying? Well, how's he? How else is he going to get over there and and get there in time to be the hero? Okay. Like R two only flew when I was playing with him in, in, in you know my action figure series and we and we friend. and we knew R two as the old R two we didn't he maybe yes. maybe his jets broke you never know he he wasn't getting repaired all the time it's like one of those things that you've always said it's like when you explain something it makes it worse it's always like that unknown region like don't explain it like let us think like oh okay like maybe he can fly maybe he didn't. Yes, the captain was right at HeroesAsylum.com. All right, you you have to explain it to me. How did the lights ever go out? Like no, the uh, when they when the machines chopped it, chopped that area again, it chopped off. It cut the lightsaber in half. Okay. Oh boy. Here we go. Anyway, so we can get by the scene real quick. So, Mike, what do you think about the um, Sith troopers coming out? Uh, I don't know. They're ridiculous. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I think uh, I'll have to see how they're used, but I think it's calling them Sith troopers are just ridiculous. I'm just trying to create conversation right because I hate these scenes. We we, so. we we have enough troopers. We don't need any more. Paint them red, call them whatever, and just move on. We don't need 
to call them Sith Troopers because there were never Sith Troopers to begin with. Can you imagine if we see Rise of Skywalker, they actually have the Force or are Force-sensitive? What, that the Sith uh, Troopers are Force-sensitive? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would, yeah. Just... Would you walk out of theater and be like... I have a moment that I, I, if certain things happen, I will walk out of the theater, but that's yeah, that's not one of them. I'll... Again, because, you know, it's the force is not, you know, relegated to one people and one group or one family. So, that, you know, if they do, that's fine. Just because just because they killed a, a bunch of generations of force users doesn't mean no more being being made. It's it's Star Wars. People are still fucking out there. Kids are getting born. So nice. One of the most forced love stories of all time. Yeah, this is the one, that's the one thing I would always say. I mean, because you think of this movie as this great story taking his sense, uh, hints and inspiration from, you know, so many great story styles, you know, the, the knights. Yeah, the the princess and that, but there was always that love story in those princess and in, in night movies, and you would think this one of was supposed to be the truest love story to me, you know the 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 parents of Luke and Leia, you know that they were so much in love that she died, but you don't have that chemistry happening there, and that's that's what I that's what's missed. Yeah, it's so bland. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's just no chemistry chemistry between the two actors. I think that's one thing they they should have done. They already they they already had her. They were kind of locked themselves into that that it's it's going to be Natalie Portman. So they had what they had to do is find an actor that had chemistry with her that that emotional and charged chemistry to make it feel like a true love story. If you're going to throw a love story in here, make it feel like it is. If if that's what they were going to do. And it and they had that chemistry. I think this would have been great, but it, they just didn't have it. You're right. It was too. It was just too bland. Like it was so forced. I didn't get it. See, and you're using an iconic line for him. Really? Somebody's got to use it. But him? Why not? It's Vader. Vader's got to at least say it one time. Apparently, this scene was actually uh, taken from a 1950s serial. I'm trying to remember. It was one, one of the ones with like the big giant, giant crabs on an island, and they have to battle. And that's where there's that's where this green creature that that came from. That was you know because Lucas was all about the about the serials. No, it wasn't a Sinbad movie. It was a. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Are you sure about that? Yeah, no. It was, well, again, there was a lot of them like that, though. But the one, the the one that they were talking about was like this giant crab, and it was more that they had gone to like a, it was present day or present day in the 1950s, and they had gone to a like this island where things were bigger. Oh, kitty got claws. Oh no. Why is he happy about that? Because he hates her. He wants her dead. He wants her head I on his stick. Know. Jesus. That's like, the same that's the same Viceroy that from the first movie. There's Aquaman's father, by the way. 
fish from Lilo and Stitch. Mm. Huh. Oh god, these guys would be would be so much better in alien dialect. And this guy just gave up. I know he got some ribs cracking. You see when she swung around, you heard some some cracks going on. I don't think he gave up. I think he's just re, re uh, and I'm sorry, Battle Cat right there. That is yeah. Battle Cat. That is they Battle come. Cat. I know exactly yeah. where they stole that from. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Green the body, red. red. Yep. 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 I'm not gonna. You know what? You're right. <laughs> hey, look! It's giant monster from Cloverfield. Get on, Battle Cat. I saw Crocodile Dundee do that one time. Was Crocodile Dundee a Jedi? Might have been. I mean, he he, t- he tamed that water buffalo. Hey, that was a great scene. <laughs> I know it was. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking he was a Jedi because he did the little hand gesture thing. And mm-hmm. I'm saying, I tell you, I have to tell you the story. Paul one. Paul Hogan is a Jedi. I tried to buy that knife, by the way. They don't sell it. That's not a knife. This is a knife. What the? Why did? You're the Cloverfield monster. Look at that. Smart. So your crowd is full of flies. Where is Jeff Goldblum? He got the nosebleed sections. Jungle, go! I always thought he uh, Duco had kind of had like a boring like outfit. Like it always seemed like something was missing in the chest. Like I don't know. It was too bland. Oh, here he goes. Here we go. And again, another one of those scenes that we've been dying for. I remember on the in the internet uh, when uh, the uh, Phantom Menace came out, there was talks of a battle scene like what we're getting ready to see here, and it was actually a fan made one. I did like this scene though. Yeah. All the Jedi. Shakti. Shakti. Kit Fisto. I mean, is that like uh, everybody's there? And if anybody wants to know all about those Jedis, they are on Shot Clone Wars. I wanted him to say, I don't think so, motherfucker. It just it was missing. And yes, I'm sure everybody has read the the, the Jedi the the lore that uh, he requested to have a purple lightsaber, the one and only. Did you know what the inscription says on the purple lightsaber? Bad motherfucker. Yes, sir. Yeah, it should. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh-oh. Battle Cat's on the loose. Watch out, folks. Again, like I said, just one of the great... Another reason why this is a, one of the 
great Star Wars movies is we're seeing a full-blown battle with lightsabers going on all over the place. Do you ever think we would see something like that? No, but I thought it would be better. It's always got to it's always gotta be better with you. Appreciate what you have. <laughs> no, because it should have been. It should have been better. GPD, it should have been better. Stop the whiny voice, sir. That's <laughs> just saying. We got it. Stop we got it. We did not. This is not. This sucks. You know why it sucks? It's just droids. And it's like, who okay, else would they be battling right now? Two Sith oh, lords. This. Yeah. There's all, but there's only two. Wait, Rule of two. What? <sighs> <laughs> what else did you want? Oh boy! <laughs> is he dead? The Jedi, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of Jedi, dead Jedi. There's oh, he was coming to get coming to get your ass. But he's a bad motherfucker. You don't hurt Battle Cat. You killed Battlecat with one shot? Wow. There can be only one. Fucking hate those robots. Ouch. Damn. I think he enjoyed Damn. that a little too much. <laughs> I guess he did. He's like, yeah, bitch. I got you. Boom. And prepare yourself. For all the bad one-liners from C-3PO now. Here we go. See, this would be so cool if they're battling other Sith. I know I'm asking for a lot right now, but I'm just saying. The Sith like, were I always guess, two. So what, what, what would the army of Jedi be fighting? I'm just saying, like, if you want a great battle, like, these droids can't do shit. Like, pardon my French, but they can't do nothing. They can't even shoot straight. Like, you have, like, these awesome Jedi and awesome fucking Padawans. All right, you know what? And they're not doing anything. Nothing. And here's Robbie the Robot from fucking Forbidden Planet. 
a ploy, of course. Now, a lot of the battle scenes that you're going to see here in a minute, they actually how the in the original Star Wars series, they were using uh, old battle footage from World War II for their aircraft for how the X-Wings fought. For this battle, these battle scenes, they actually took a lot from uh, Vietnam War. Damn, Anakin knows his shit. All right. Finally gives them these uh, predecessors to the Star Destroyers right there. Just then. All right, Mike, there you go. You can gloat right now. What's that? There's your vision of the uh, Death Star in the background. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it was just... Again, an, just another one. One reason, another one. It leads, it hints into what's to come. See, and I, and I actually like the scene where they're talking because the aliens are not in subtitles and they're not, well, they should be in subtitles, but they're not talking in like normal English accents. They're like... Commander Cody. Sorry, it's a Clone Wars reference. I 
I believe that's Kanan's master right there. Which one? The one who just flew the lightsaber, the guy with the long dreadlocks. No, that's Kit Fisto. Okay, I'm sorry. No, Kanan's uh Kanan's uh master was a, a female actually. Okay. Um I'm trying to remember what species she was. She wasn't it wasn't she was like kind of a gray short hair. I just love it when Kit Fist is in here. He's always smiling. He's just got this big grin all the time. I was like, I don't remember him being so, like, happy. Yeah, a lot of predecessors to, to things to come, the Star Destroyers, the the Adats. I mean, just everything's like you kind of just see it in the, in its infancy. Yeah, what he said. There is a version of this with actually subtitles. I, I know the one I, the the version I have doesn't have subtitles because I remember when he's when he does this and he takes the plans, he actually makes a comment about taking the the plans to the ultimate weapon. I love that sound. Very reminiscent of the, of the Death Star on Return of the Jedi. And Dooku with his little speeder bike right there. Yeah, that's just... Okay. Yeah, very odd shooting angles on that's that one. Strange. A little strange choice right there. Now, something I, I, I'm trying to remember who made a comment about it. I, I don't know if it was a podcast I was listening to or somebody I was just talking to, but somebody always made the comment about, you know, when when the Empire did win and, you know, the clones turned on, on the Jedi and, and the Rebellion, why didn't they go and, like, hunt for all these robots and start manufacturing robots since they were so small? Yeah, they should have. I was like, you know, that's a. I've never really thought about that. <laughs> I never, well, Star Wars geeks, man, they. Clone troopers still can't shoot, shoot straight. There you go. Missing everything. So oh, they, no. Oh, they're taking them out. <laughs> nah, some of them. They're shooting Robbie the robot, so. There was always that talk, and uh, I will probably mention it, you know, in Star in the Star Wars: A New Hope. But um, the reason that they shot so bad was that they were meant to let them escape. They weren't shooting to kill them. Remember, they had they they had already put a a tracking device in the Millennium Falcon, and they wanted them to escape so that they could show them where the Rebel base was hidden. So, really, in in New Hope, there wasn't bad aim. They were actually really good aiming. They were aiming not to sh- not to hit anybody. 
Yeah, follow follow that follow the the, the weird little bike. It's it's, it's 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 like a speeder Vespa is what it's not even like a. It's, like a, it's almost like one of those um, four speeders from Return of the Jedi, similar but not quite. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like the Vespa version yeah. of that. It's not the cool version. Like it, like those were like Harley versions. Dooku's riding the Vespa version. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's right, Yoda. This is all yes, your fault. Yeah, bitch. Just realize every time Yoda has a, a moment, a feeling, whatever he happens, knows. he knows it's no. his fault at the no. very end. That's Commander Cody, by the way, right there. No Clone Wars. Have another shot. Are we sure that's Cody? Because Cody went off with uh, that's, no, that's, that's Cody went off Cody. with Mace. Are you that's, sure? No, that's Commander Cody. That's How Commander do you know? Cody. I don't. <laughs> you don't. This, they're, they're all twins, and they all sound, they all sound the same. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, you fucked up. Dooku fucked him up, man. Well, I thought you were like sort of a Sith apprentice. See, that's the one thing about from everything I had read, he never truly went Sith. No, he's he was always that dark gray Jedi kind of in the middle. Actually, a comic that explains how Sith get the lightning powers too. Yeah, remember how that feels. You're going to be feeling that in a while. Is that Commander Cody, too? Shut up. <laughs> Commander Cody has the, has the yellow sash. That is Commander uh, Cody. Uh, Not everyone is Commander Cody. <laughs> well, 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 maybe that maybe that was Rex. Or Fives. That could have been Fives. We never know. Stop. Enough. <laughs> enough. 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 I wish that fight would have gone on longer. To just just yeah, see him go with two it was, blades. It was, too, it was not too short. Now this shows you how how he's sinking in battle. That he's just turned it off. He's made it darker for harder for everybody to see. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they did it just to make because they knew uh, Christopher Lee couldn't move and move that well, and this is the best way to make it look cool and hide that it's not Christopher Lee. But it still looks like a cool battle scene. It is like a cool battle scene because oh, that's not going to grow back. I I love that. By the way, he cut off his arm and just threw him back. He's more powerful. That's what it is. 
The old guys always win. It's not so much as I don't think he's more powerful. I think Shanigan's just arrogant and overconfident. See, when I was in the theater and I saw this, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my uh, one of my best men at the wedding that I'm going to have, that'll never happen. Which he'll be the best man in, too. Um, this scene was insane. I don't know why people shit on the scene, but I loved it. I think it's because Yoda. Why, why? If Yoda can walk normal, why, why does he hobble around with a cane? I think that was that's yeah, like everybody's bitch. So. It, didn't, it didn't matter to me because when he was doing that, I was like, you know, he's so powerful in the Force, like whatever. And that's how I took it. I was like, okay, it's the Force. He's he's so powerful yeah. in the Force that you know, right now at this very moment, he can do this. I love this, that he just like, you know, the lightning, whatever. I'm going to throw it right back at you. And I love how he just throws it back in his face. He's like, we are both so powerful. And it's like, nah, bitch, he's powerful, not you. So I love this. Yeah, exactly. That means you bitch out. I love this scene when he the, the whole theater went nuts oh, yeah. when they saw this because they want to see him fight. I did not mind him flipping around. He is two foot nothing, and he's kicking his ass, flipping around. He's coming at him like a spider monkey. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew, Chip. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. He's talking shit to him. He's like, you know what? Dooku, no, he lost. He's like, you know what? I'm going to throw this shit on his friends and run away. Because he lost. He knows he lost. And Yoda's like, yeah, whatever. Just, 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 just drop it on the one to the right, man. You'll be okay. It's okay. Just drop yeah. it. Just drop it on Anakin. Everything will be fine. I did kind of like the look of this, but the whole concept of it traveling through, you know, light speed, it, it didn't make sense, but I like the ship, the design. I didn't like this whole parachute thing in front of a ship.
Now, when he goes to meet the Emperor, that's cool. This is Coruscant, correct? Yep. Yeah, this is just the industrial side of it. We both love the industrial side. And it was, and again, this was kind of a nod to like what we always had, like in fan fiction, was that Blade this Runner. is where they, this is where they were. This uh, that ship also the way it looks now remind me of like an old GI Joe toy that they had, like for one like for Cobra. Oh my god! You have done well. Oh, goosebumps right there. I love that scene. And this one right here, seeing the introduction of the the Star Destroyers, Clone Troopers. And the Imperial March for the first time. Prelude to Star Wars. There we go. Oh. No connection, but it's okay. But I'm a Jedi. We can get married. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's, I just. It's just. The the fa know, the fade out should have faded out with the with the star destroyers leaving. Exactly, it's like we didn't we didn't need this, to see this. This made no sense at all. I mean, I I understand you have to have like oh like George Lucas like you know we got to make a love story for part two, but they had they had no connection, man. Just, 
So yeah. So again, just like like we've said so far, and every on this whole one is there's just not there's just not that chemistry between the two of them. It just wasn't there. I, I think I think they should have faded out or faded circle whatever it was that they did. Um, and just with the star destroyers, left it there and just let like we were saying before, just let the let the thought of them getting married just be there. That we don't have to see it. Exactly. So there we are, folks. Uh, Two down. Uh, we are just out of Attack of the Clones. And again, if take away the love story. There are so many great scenes God, in there. Please take away the love story. Right. Please. But like I was saying, there are so many great stories, so many great scenes in, in intricate parts of that world that happen in that. Minus that, minus that, that ickiness that we, you know, we were talking about. That's why I really, I think this is a, this one is what a Phantom Menace should have been, you know, seeing, seeing the Jedi's, seeing Coruscant, seeing the world as a whole, not just this little tiny piece of Naboo and this little tiny piece of Coruscant. I, that's, that's, that's what I, that's what I feel about this movie. I, it, again, <sighs> the love story just still overlaps for me. It just, there's so many good things I could tell you about this movie, like like we've talked before, but this it's just that love story just still kills me. You know, it's just so bland. It's so boring. Like, hey, I love you. Hey, I'm looking at you funny. Hey, Anakin, please hold my hand. Anakin, you know what? You're hot. Let me hold you. Like if Keanu Reeves was cast as Anakin, this movie would have, you know, probably made more money than it did. Actually, I need to look that up. How much money he made? But he is so bland. The performance it just bores the hell out of me, and I, I hate them. I hate them so much. I'm sorry. Here's Asylum.com, Twitter, and Instagram. I just, I hate their romance. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I'm sorry. Okay, again, but let that go. Let's talk about I what happened. I, well, then I that's cannot, something you're going to have to get I through. <laughs> I cannot let it go. All right, then. I well, can't, I can't. Like everything else that you mentioned is perfect. It's exactly a Star Wars movie. Like, like you just said, like, you're like, you know what? This is the movie that you wanted for a prequel. Exactly. This is exactly the movie we wanted without Anakin and Padme. Take them out of the equation. Make them side characters. Like, oh, hey, you know what? There's a build of some dude who's a, who's a Jedi or might be not Jedi. Like, we don't know. But other than that, I just, oh, it's hard to watch. It's hard. But exactly like you said, there is good things to see about this movie. There is good things to watch. If this is your Star Wars movie when you're born, great. I understand, but this is like there's just so for me, a lot of bad things. A lot of bad things. Have the mic. I've already said what I thought about the movie. So, like you said, uh, so folks, you know, get out there, talk about it. You know, check it out online. You can check it out at HeroesAsylum.com, and uh, we will have this as part of, like I was saying, a weekly a weekly uh, segment leading up to the last. Or the rise of the Skywalker, um, oh and God. next one will be Revenge of the Sith, and I will say that definitely finally, my favorite of finally, the final. I'm sorry, let me cut you off, sir. Finally, the best of prequels, a movie that I actually I can I can I can be happy about and talk to Captain Mike happy about. Like, hey, guess what? 
we have this, we have that. I'm sorry, there's just so many happy scenes. Like the whole movie's like the best of prequels. Not saying much, by the way, but I can be happy watching that movie and not miserable watching this movie. So, have the mic, please. So very good. So yeah, like I said, yeah, we'll just uh, keep a keep an eye on those. Uh, like I said, this will be part of the the monster and monster. Sorry, midnight movie reviews. I was thinking monster something else. I I'm thinking that. I'm needing a monster the right monster now. It's movie review. Thinking I need a Actually, monster. You know what? That's not bad. I'm sorry to make it. Have the mic. All right. Well, well, I'm just saying. I just it's two a.m. in the morning. I think I need a monster right now. So that's I think that's why I was bringing that up. All right, folks. Well, make sure you guys check us out, and we will be back on a weekly basis. Also, like I said, with regular Heroes Asylum. So we will see you guys later, and may the force be with you. Always.